Do Not Try to Save Yourself by Charles Spurgeon Read by David Knight If you think about it, God's value of heaven and your value of heaven are two very different things. God's salvation, when he set a price upon it, was to be brought to men only through the death of his son. But there are people that think that their good works can win the heaven which Jesus Christ, the Son of God, paid for the price at the cost of his own blood. How can they dare put a miserable, sinful life in comparison with the life of God's obedient Son, who gave himself even to death? Does that strike you that they are insulting God? If there is a way to heaven by works, why did he put his dear son to all that pain and grief, when this thing could easily have been done another way? They insult the wisdom of God and the love of God. There is no attribute of God which self-righteousness does not call into question. It debases the eternal perfections which the blessed Saviour magnified in order to exalt the pretensions of the creature which the Almighty spurns as vain and worthless. Of course, the trader may barter his gold for your trinkets and glass beads, but if you give all of that, everything you have to God, it would be utterly rejected. He will bestow the milk and the honey of his mercy, without money and without price. But if you came to him trying to bargain for it, it is all over for you. God will not give you choice provisions of his love that you do not know how to appreciate. The great things you propose to do, these works of yours. What comparison do they bear to the blessing which you hope to obtain? I suppose by these works you hope to obtain the favour of God and procure a place in heaven. What is it then that you propose to offer? What could you possibly bring to God? Would you bring him the rivers of oil or the fat of 10,000 animals? Can you count up all the treasures that lie beneath the surface of the earth? Even if you brought them all, what would they be to God? If you could pile up all the gold reaching from the depths of the earth to the highest heavens, what would it be to him? How could all this enrich his coffers or buy your salvation? Can he be affected by anything you do to increase the sum of his happiness or to enhance the glory of his kingdom? Your goodness may please your fellow creatures and your charity may make them grateful. But will God owe anything to you for your gifts or be in debt for you for your influence? These are absurd questions. When you have done everything, what will you be but a poor, unworthy, unprofitable servant? You will not have done what you ought. Much less will there be any balance in your favour to make atonement for your sin or to purchase for you an inheritance in the realms of light. Those of you that plan on saving yourselves by reforms and by earnest attempts and endeavours, let me ask you, if a man could not perform a certain work when his arm had strength in it, how will he be able to perform it when the bone is broken? When you were young and inexperienced, you had not yet fallen into evil habits and customs. Even though there was depravity in your nature then, you had not become bound in the iron net of habit. Yet even then, you went astray like a lost sheep, and you followed after evil. 
What reason have you to suppose that you can suddenly change the bias of your heart, the course of your actions, and the tenor of your life, and become a new man? Can the leopard change his spots? Are there not 10,000 probabilities against one that as you have sinned before, you will still sin? You found the pathway of evil to be so attractive and fascinating that you were enticed into it. And you will still be enticed and drawn away from that path of integrity which you are now so firmly resolved to tread. The way to heaven by following the law given at Mount Sinai is very steep and narrow. And it takes only one one step for a man to be dashed into pieces. Stand at the foot and look up if you dare. On its brow of stone there is a black cloud out of which lightning leaps and the blast of the trumpet sounds loud and long. Do you not see Moses tremble? And will you dare to stand unabashed where Moses is fearful and afraid? Look upwards and give up the thought of climbing those steep crags for no one has ever striven to clamber up there in the hope of salvation without finding destruction among the terrors of the way. I'll be wise. Give up that deceitful hope of salvation which your pride leads you to choose. Suppose even if you could do some great thing, which I, I'm sure you cannot, and imagine if it was possible that you could from now on be perfect and never sin again in thought or word or deed, how would you be able to atone for your past transgressions? Shall I call for a resurrection in that graveyard of your memory? Let your sins rise up for a moment and pass in review before you. Ah, those sins of your youth may well frighten you. Those midnight sins, those midday sins, those sins against light and knowledge, those sins of body, those sins of soul. You may have forgotten them, you say, but God has not. Look at the file. They are all placed there, all registered in God's day book, not one forgotten. All to be read against you in the day of the last judgment. How can it be that future obedience make up for past transgressions? The cliff has fallen and through the wave washes up 10,000 times. It cannot set the cliff up again. The day is bright but still there was a night. And the brightest day does not obliterate the fact that once it was dark. The self-righteous man knows that what he is doing cannot satisfy God. For it cannot satisfy himself. And though he may perhaps drug his conscience, there is generally... Enough left of the divine element within the man to make him feel and know that it is not satisfactory. To believe what God says, to do what God has commanded, to take that salvation which God provides. This is man's highest and best wisdom. Open your Bible. It is the pilgrim's guide in which God describes the glory yet to be revealed. This is the one message of the gospel. Believe and live. Trust in the incarnate Saviour whom God appointed to stand in the place of us sinners. Trust in him and you shall be saved.